You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you on a Wednesday. This episode of Locked On Cardinals brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They host Peacock's and Williamson. How about Locked On's Peacock and Williamson? Every Monday through Friday, Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every game team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, the podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My God, I struggled through that read. It's fun to be with you guys, <laughs> though, because we're we're kind of parlaying Tuesday's episode into Wednesday because our guy Zach Lynn from Jimmy World, huge Arizona Cardinals fan, he gave us some juice as far as his thoughts on Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury and uh, not only did Alex give his thoughts, I haven't given my thoughts. I'm going to save it for today. And then uh, Ryan Cody from 12 News entered the conversation. Uh, I, I want to get into it. You know, what our feelings are, what our thoughts are, what our beliefs are on Cliff Kingsbury as he enters his third year as the Arizona Cardinals head coach. Can he lead them where they want to go? And that's the postseason and beyond. We'll get into that debate because it's a polarizing one. There, there's no, there's like, There's no middle ground. You're either on one side of the fence or the other. And uh, Alex and I will get into that conversation. Uh, we're going to get into the conversation about the DB room. We heard from defensive backs coach Greg Williams, his thoughts on the corner uh, back position. And it's a little bit, it's glass half full. It's it's certainly different than I think maybe the national perspective and maybe even the local perspective on where the cornerback room is and where it needs to be to compete. And uh, then Kyler Murray I don't know if there was Kyler Murray answering uh, one writer's, not doubt, but one writer, was it a question, Alex? Is, is that what we should call this? Yeah, just questioning uh, the offseason work ethic because we hadn't heard from a specific quarterback wearing number one for the Arizona Cardinals. We had we'll just leave heard, it yes. We, uh, I, I don't know. That, that is in itself. The, that entire story and then what's kind of transpired after it is, is kind of puzzling to me. Maybe you can kind of fill our listeners in. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there was a, a writer just pretty much, he talked about, he quote, quote tweeted somebody and talked about how Josh Allen took a huge leap from year two to year three. And he put in this intense workout in the offseason. Obviously, we saw a completely different quarterback in, Josh Allen's skin starting in year three. I mean, it was it was night and day. Um, and the question was, you know, we don't really know a whole lot about Kyler Murray's offseason work ethic. I mean, yeah. that's more or less the tweet. I'm not that that is a paraphrasing of what this writer said. And I don't know if it was a direct attack saying, hey, he doesn't work out in the offseason or something like that. I think that's asinine to to think that that's what uh, this writer meant. But um, yeah. You got know, some legs. Why? Why are you keeping him like an anonymous? Right. I mean, it's Chuck Harris, and Ch- yeah. you know, I I don't. Here's here's the thing. I can see both sides of here. I don't understand the tweet. You know, hey, we this is what Josh Allen did as he prepped going from his sophomore season to his third season, and we haven't heard a peep. Paraphrasing once again for Chuck Harris, but we haven't heard much about what Kyler Murray's 
doing this offseason? One, like, sure, we haven't heard anything, but also at the same time, Kyler Murray isn't is he doesn't post workout videos like JJ Watt on a daily basis or you know as is you know routinely as JJ Watt does but it doesn't mean that he's not putting in the work for my perception of Kyler Murray is he's always putting in the work he's just a guy that feels you know at home the most when he's when he's competing so like as far as competing and uh working out I I'll, I don't think I'll ever question Kyler Murray unless there's something to give me something to question and I don't think Chuck Harris was uh, maybe to ask him to step up his social media game, that's maybe where he's wrong in advertising it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this is on brand for, for K1. Nobody knows anything about him. I mean, you know he's, you know he's a hard worker, obviously. I mean, we've seen that that goes without saying. He loves gaming, okay? Like, and he said after the Hail Mary, after the Hail Mary, he was quoted in the locker room as saying something to the effect of, this game and I get to go home and play video games. That's a pretty good day. <laughs> right. That's Kyler. And right. that's awesome. Right. You know, like seriously, he's a different cat. And by different, that doesn't mean wrong. That doesn't mean ill-equipped to lead a team. It doesn't mean anything like that. Just means not everybody's exactly the same at the quarterback position. Yeah. Not everybody's Tom Brady, raw, raw, you know, leader guy. Kyler Murray is going to. And then, so the video you posted yesterday, Bo, I yeah. just want to transition quickly into this. Seeing what we could possibly, what we're going to see a lot of next season, mm-hmm. Kyler throwing the ball to AJ Green, 6'5", AJ Green, 6'4", 6'5", AJ Green on the outside. Tell me 1 to 10 how crazy I am to think that we could definitely see a 1,000-yard receiving season from AJ Green next year. 17 games. Remember, if, he, if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think as far as AJ Green being a thousand yard receiver, I think that's pretty uh it's pretty far fetched. I, I just okay. I think that he can have a good season. I think that he can he can eclipse seven hundred yards, eight hundred, he could get close to the, I just don't see him as a guy that's going a thousand yards any longer, and I don't think he needs to, but he looked smooth as far as his route running. I think there was, and when we talk about, you know, is Kyler Murray kind of throwing this out there and throwing shade at, you know, the people who are kind of the people questioning him, because not only was he throwing A.J. Green a pass, he was throwing him an intermediate pass that, you know, was questioned (laughs) by Pro Football Focus, and that's why he was on the outside of the top half of the quarterbacks looking in in their 2021 quarterback rankings. He was 17th. And what is he doing? He's throwing like a, you know, anywhere. It was like 15 to 19 yards for, for A.J. Green there. And then he threw an absolute dot to Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, it was it was sexy. It was. The, the throws were just, that's exactly what you want to see. Uh, you're also seeing more Kyler Murray, you know, throwing around weights. I think I saw him squatting. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, I don't mind the fire. There was, you know, to kind of close the story as far as, you know Chuck Harris, how this is involved with the video that we posted yesterday, and uh, y- you know where it is now. Is Kyler Murray responded to Chuck Harris, and he was uh, he clapped back at him. He did. He he called him a clown, right? Didn't he? He he called him a. Did he call him a clown? I can't remember. He deleted the tweet, right? So it's circulating somewhere. There was a screenshot of it somewhere. Yeah, he he. But it wasn't. It wasn't the most glowing. Um, most glowing words. No, it let's wasn't. just say that right? something about a reporter. It, it wasn't nice. It really wasn't nice. But I don't. I don't mind that either. 
Um, I mean, if you, if you followed the Arizona Cardinals, you've seen players stand up for themselves. Tyron Matthew is a guy that claps back all the time, but he's still well-respected. And I don't think Kyler, Kyler Murray shouldn't have to defend himself as far as the work he's putting in. Yeah, he's a gamer, but he's not your son that's sitting on his Xbox playing uh, Fortnite or whatever the kids are playing, <laughs> Call of Duty, for hours on end, and you have to kind of push him out the door to go play any longer. Because Kyler Murray, he puts in the work, and then he goes home and he relaxes. Yeah, you know, and that's I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. So maybe we'll have to get Chuck Harris on the podcast because let's do it with the video that that I just kind of grabbed from Kyler Murray's Instagram of him throwing Adrian Green the pass pass and and uh, Keyshawn Johnson the absolute just dime of a pass. Uh, there was people like saying, "Hey, Chuck Harris, check this out." It's just like I don't know if that's what Chuck Harris's intentions were, but. I, I also haven't seen what his responses have been to the people who aren't happy with his his tweet questioning Kyler. Yeah, you know what? This is just an off season story. You're very that's mum go... on it. Are you are you scared? Like, I don't, are you no, concerned I just, about what listen, people are going to say? Ha- like, I've said things that have pissed people off. Also, not the yeah, not the have. starting quarterback of. <laughs> okay, well, just because your brain capacity it can't wrap around things that I say is not the exact same thing. Um, I think that, like, I got into this with Ravens fans about Lamar Jackson and how Kyler Murray's more elusive than Lamar Jackson. I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Um, and he's not as quick. He's not as fast. But it's it's, it's just a different thing. Um, Lamar Jackson six three. T- I mean, he's big. Sorry, Lamar Jackson six yeah. three. He's 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 big. Yeah. He could he actually will take on tacklers. Where we know Kyler Murray in his two seasons, he's he's a elu- he he tries to avoid getting hit. Yeah. Self-preservation. I mean, he Ladanian Tomlinson's it, which makes total sense. I mean, LT used to get crap for that all the time, running out of bounds instead of going for a couple extra yards. But uh, when things are taken, uh, oh, and also Lamar Jackson is what the seventh-ranked quarterback. He just has issues passing. Yeah, right. According to Pro Football Focus, he's got his pass game is a little weak, but he's still the seventh-ranked quarterback. Um, I got into it with Ravens fans about that. That things are just taken. If people aren't understanding exactly what you're trying to say or they're taken out of context, this wasn't necessarily taken out of context. I just think that it looked a little bit more aggressive than maybe what it was meant to be. And that's all. Like, it's just, I'd rather maybe get him on and talk about it than just say, you know what, like, just because I don't know. We haven't talked to him. I mean, I, he's he's well-respected in the Valley for his reports and everything like that. So, I mean, we may as well get him on. And listen, being critical is, is part of the gig. And if... You know, Kyler season responds, so be it. I mean, I but I would love to talk to him about it. We are in an interesting time, though. I mean, as far as the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, maturation of Kyler Murray. And it could go two different ways. It could. It, it could hit his ceiling. I don't think it's going to. He's shown just progression each and every season that he's gotten the, the full-time reps out of the quarterback position dating back to Oklahoma. Uh, but this is going to be key. A big part of that is going to be you know, who's leading him there? And it's Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And we're going to check in on our thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury because Zach Lynn kind of spurred on this great debate yesterday when he joined us. Check out that podcast. Zach Lynn, Jimmy World, grew up in Mesa, huge Cardinals fan, and he's a dialed-in Cardinals fan. He's not just a, a fan throwing things at a wall and seeing what sticks. You know, he's a guy that follows this team each and every day, and we respect his opinion. Uh, even though I'm going to disagree with Zach, and I'm probably going to disagree, as always, with Alex Clancy. We're going to get into it. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Nugenics, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, and it's offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. 
Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason. Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. We're streaming live on StreamYard, which... It uh, puts us out on our Facebook page, at Cards, our Twitter account, at Cards as well. We're going to be there on YouTube soon enough. We were actually just having, uh, we were exchanging emails, very boring stuff, with our uh, our powers that be, saying that it's going to happen very soon. We're going to be on YouTube. Uh, right now, Alex and I are in a little bit of a holding pattern for that, but we're excited to get back on YouTube uh, and, and produce some great uh, content for you guys. So yesterday we have the video up on our Twitter account from Zach Lind, and he says he has his reservations about the head coach Cliff Kingsbury and his ability to lead this team to where it wants to go. Because Zach said that this team's an eight-win team because of the lack of leadership, the lack of juice on the coaching staff between Cliff Kingsbury, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, and um, it, it it carried on to social media. Uh, I think, Alex, you were a little bit more with uh, Zach's thought process as far as Cliff Kingsbury, and you've been vocal about that since you know the Cardinals' late-season struggles and their offensive struggles. Um, and then Ryan Cody, our buddy from 12 News, jumped in, and he basically said it would, it would be a horrible look and if, if they parted ways with Cliff Kingsbury and who, who were they going to be able to maybe – bring in or who would want to join this organization after another short-term head coach. So your thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury, your thoughts on Zach's comments yesterday. Well, my disclaimer for this whole thing is I hope it works. I hope that he turns the corner. Like this isn't a, oh, I don't need to see what happens in 2021. I've already made my mind up. No, that's what, that's stupid. I, I hope this works. I hope Cliff Kingsbury figures it out. I 100% do. But what we've seen so far is, and I always go back to this um, analogy, he puts together a great trailer for a movie, and the movie, a lot of the times, is terrible. So he can put together a couple incredible play calls, uh, uh, you know, uh, clusters of plays here and there, where it's like, man, this is really going to work. And then we see duds and, and missed timeouts or time, calling timeout, trying to kick a field goal on second down, things like that, where it's just, how are you a head coach in the NFL? Like, it's very polarizing in that regard. Now, what I, all I'm talking about is I have them as an eight-win team. I think that Kyler Murray will win in spite of Cliff Kingsbury, not because of. And I've said that forever until things change. But the thing is, Bo, just like it wasn't a good look that they drafted Kyler Murray after drafting Josh Rosen, people will forget what that look is if the next one works. And the only reason why I've been talking about it like this is for some reason, Brian Dable and Eric Bieniemy did not get head coaching jobs last offseason. So there are these two guys that are highly coveted that could look at this organization on the rise, Kyler Murray, culture changing, J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker, and if Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons hit, it's like, this is a team that a, a coach, even though he hasn't had a head coaching job before, can work with. I mean, this roster is sexy. 
And yeah. I don't understand. Like that. That's all I'm saying is that like the chance of the next head coach working if Cliff Kingsbury doesn't work this year is pretty high compared to what we've experienced over the last three years. That's all I'm saying. But if there are improvements this year, I have no problem keeping them. I just need to see it. So you believe that the talent on this team is better than eight wins, correct? Yes. But you feel like they are going to be handicapped by their head coach, their coaching staff, or just their head coach? Um, the head coach, uh, most likely, because Van Joseph was the star of the team last year. What he did after Chandler Jones went out with his blitz packages and his, and his way to get a pass rush after their lead pass rusher was out, yeah. I mean, Van Joseph is the adult in the coaching, in my opinion. I mean, because he's had, I mean, he's he's been a head coach before, hasn't had the most amount of success. But I think that really good head coaches elevate rosters. They, yeah. This roster, talent-wise, may not be an, a, a nine-win roster, but... Good head coaches elevate talent and cover up spots where the talent is lacking. Yeah, but we we have seen head coaches, and the the head coach type that you're describing is like a Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, guys that have have consistently won since they've taken over the reins of their respective head coaching positions. And there's only a few of those guys in the league. Um, I think that Brian Flores is emerging as somebody down in Miami, and, and there's mm-hmm. there's some really good head coaches in the league, and then there's a, like another tier. Like like where do you stand as far? I think a guy like Lafleur in Green Bay has benefited from just having Aaron Rodgers and having a playoff right. you know ready roster, and I think that Cliff Kingsbury at his ceiling could be that guy to like where you're scratching your head and like why where, where why was the field goal kicked in that situation when you clearly needed to go for it? You know your backs are against the wall in the playoffs and. I think that can Cliff Kingsbury even get there? And a lot of people are skeptical whether or not he can even lead this team to the postseason, win enough games in a regular season to get it done. And I and I I I understand that. I just think, and, and if you look at Cliff Kingsbury's history, like he came out of the gates at Texas Tech hot, right? People, he was a trendy coach. People were excited about this brand of football, this air raid offense, and then it kind of just slowly deteriorated. You know, they became a parody of themselves where they had zero defense. They had Patrick Mahomes, and they didn't win that many games. They had Baker Mayfield exit the the program. It was just it, things, instead of, you know, keeping up with the hot start, it just slowly tapered off. Now, how does Cliff Kingsbury avoid that at a tougher level in, in the NFL? Now, he doesn't have to handle the defense anymore. He's got somebody figuring that out. But I understand why people would be skeptical that Cliff Kingsbury can get it done. But at the same time, if you are going to hire a guy that's 35 and 40 coming out of the college ranks, you have to have patience. You can't just say, well, it's been two years and he, I, I know absolutely who Cliff Kingsbury is. Like, if you're Steve Kime and you're sitting with Michael Bidwell and say, hey, these are our coaching candidates. This is who is going to take over after we're going to rip the pages out of the franchise encyclopedia about uh, Steve Wilkes and that 2018 team. Who's going to be the next guy? And you're going to get Cliff Kingsbury, and you're just going to say, okay, well, two years, two and a half years is enough. I know exactly who he is. This is who he's going to be as a head coach. He can't do it. He's overmatched. I just think that that's – I don't know why you even sign Cliff Kingsbury to, to begin with then if you're not going to be patient. Bingo. Bo, this isn't Matt Rule in Carolina. It, it's a completely different setup. You have the number one overall pick. You handpicked the quarterback for the head coach that you were going to hire. Like Matt Rule has in perpetuity time. 
because they they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, who was fine. They traded for Sam Darnold. Now this is where there's a giddy up. Christian McCaffrey got hurt. It's okay. There's time. He's got seven years, and that roster isn't as good as the Arizona Cardinals roster right now. The with Kyler Murray being on his rookie scale contract, com- directly in line with Cliff Kingsbury being hired, time to evolve and adapt is, I mean, it's at a premium. Like, I get it. A year, sure. Five to eight, absolutely. Those six wins through the first eight or nine weeks was because of Kyler's legs. The defense was great in spots, but the offense was humming because Kyler was running. There's a direct correlation between them winning, Kyler Murray running the ball, the offensive line being elite by the numbers because he was never in the damn pocket. And then when when Cliff Kingsbury had to start coaching, they started losing. It's directly correlated. Like, it's not the only reason why, but there's a stark difference between Kyler's running numbers early and running numbers late and their win-loss record. But this is where the progression goes. I mean, this is how it happens. This is this is what you're going to have to deal with when you make the decision to bring on a guy, well, Cliff Kings, Kingsbury, and coupling him with a young quarterback is you're going to take these lumps where, you know, the first season was just seeing if they can hang. And we saw... The points per game go up from an atrocious 14 points per game in 2018 to just nearly under 23 in 2019. We saw the offense improve. We saw Kyler Murray take home the hardware for the offensive rookie of the year. And then last year, we saw a jump in the offense, nearly 26 points per game. And, you know, the team was leading the NFL in yards What was when they were 6-3. and three. And then, yes. And then, so this is part of the progression. The league caught up. Cliff couldn't adjust. But that was the first time he'd actually stared down that type of adversity. So now the question is, how does he deal with it again in year three? But we're starting to say, okay, that's who Cliff Kingsbury is. I just don't know if that's a fair assessment. And I also don't know, like if any team, if any coach, if you're Brian Dable and you've got your opportunities, and sure, this off this this is a very appealing roster to anybody. But it's like, well, if if I'm not gonna get a long leash here. If people don't catch on to my system and I can't figure out, you know, you know, to make the right calls at the right time and I can't develop as a head coach, why do I want to go and just be two and done for this organization? Because this organization is, is proven to be impatient. That's what the that's what the leash is in the NFL now. I mean, how many guys are long tenured in the NFL? Like three, four? Pete Carroll, John John Harbaugh was gonna get fired before they made the playoffs two years ago. You know, it's it's a quick leash business now was with that head coaching. Right, was that what the I, right what, move, though? I mean, was it right for, you know, the media was calling for it, the fans were calling it. Was it the right move? Doesn't look like it in hindsight, does it, for John Harbaugh? Well, because it's Lamar Jackson and the defense. They have a good system there. It's just like Pittsburgh. I mean, Mike Tomlin asked Steelers fans about Mike Tomlin having his job still. I mean, he probably should have been fired three or four times at this point. But there are guys that are part of organizations that just don't do that. All the other organizations do it. Like, if it's not a good fit, move on. This, But again, so just to reset here, I want Cliff Kingsbury to succeed. I want the Cardinals to win 12 games next year. Obviously, you know, you want them to succeed. This isn't a witch hunt for Cliff Kingsbury, but it brings back the all-encompassing issue here, and it's Steve Keim. That's just the that's the issue. We're in the ecosystem of Steve Kime being inept at his job for a, a good portion of it. 
She's great with trades. He's great bringing in free agents, blah, 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 blah. He can't draft and he can't hire head coaches. Take B.A. out of it. B.A. Was, was, was a gift to the Valley. Going Steve Wilkes to Cliff Kingsbury would have gotten 98% of GMs fired. I mean, is that, tr- is that, is that an unfair assessment yeah, I mean, with his drafts Kime, and, and, his, been and, out. and his ability to... Sorry? Kime should have been out in 20, after 2018. I mean, that So we're in that ecosystem where we're just like, okay, well, this is weird. No other organization goes through this, but it's not Cliff Kingsbury's fault necessarily either. Like it's it's just a mashup of blah. <laughs> it is. You know? And we're just trying to rummage through it, trying to figure out a rational way to validate who the who the head coach and GM are. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up here on the other side. It's Locked On Cardinals. It's Bo. It's Alex. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, B O B R A C K, and at Clancy's Corner. We'll be right back. We got another set of play in tournament games tonight. It's the Western Conference teams on the court in the NBA. Lakers, you're going to see them, and LeBron can they survive and get back to another finals? Bet online can get you in on that action, boss. Baseball season also in full swing. You can track all that action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as your team preps for the runs to the playoffs. Sons, it's next week. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. If you haven't heard, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's where tasty and healthy, those worlds collide for the perfect tasting protein bar with all the benefits that you need health-wise. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors with an occasional limited-time flavor? They just had a strawberry bar that was incredible. Their birthday cake, another limited-time flavor, incredible. To go along with the nine consistent performers, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel, my personal favorite. Go and get a mixed box if you haven't tried them. Get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar's the best tasting. They're healthy too. Each flavor has about 17 grams of muscle packing protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Did I tell you it's the best tasting protein bar you'll ever try? All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so just wrapping up this conversation, we've got a couple. We've got our Throwdown Thursday tomorrow. It's going to be a huge debate. Even though we're, we're we do this every day, we debate every everything. We're, we we don't agree on a lot, um, and it's fun. I mean, I'm it's good. Uh, you know, Alex calls me and says I apologize for being a jerk, and that's fine. And you know, I appreciate that. And, and we get over. Never happened. It. He, I can hear he's crying, and it's okay. Um, as far as Cliff Kingsbury, you know it. We, there's such a big group think, and it, and it really piggybacks off the end of the season, how you finish the season. And th- that's where people kind of get lost when they make their next season predictions. So when you go from 2019 to 2020, people are like, oh, San Francisco 49ers. There's no way that they're not back. And then what happened? Injuries happen. They're inevitable at, the, at this level in, in football. Um, you know, things happen, and it's tough to have sustainable success. 
But people saw, you know, Niners, all that young talent. Uh, people saw the LA Rams. They they want to forget that this was a team that was playing on the final week of the regular season to get into the postseason. They had to beat the, the, the Arizona Cardinals to go in. And then they took on a division foe in the playoffs, a familiar opponent, and they beat up on the Seahawks. And now the Rams are a trendy team because that's what people remember from 2021 or 2020, right? People remember from 2020, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and this Cardinals team struggling down the stretch. But if he comes out of the gates and the Cardinals win games like they did to start last season, you know, I think people are going to quickly change their thoughts on Kingsbury. But it doesn't mean that he's he's completely evolved as a head coach. That's it's just such an interesting debate. Yeah, and unfortunately for all parties involved, this schedule is brutal. You I know, don't think the, it, the it beginning like, of the schedule is that brutal. I mean, four out of six weeks on the road, man. Like that's four four out of the first six games, I believe, are on the road. Um, no, that includes that's Cleveland. Sorry. That's, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Four and uh, yeah. first. Six I mean, games. that's. I mean, it, it's gonna. I know one's Jacksonville, but it's Tennessee. Like it's. We're gonna find out because we've talked about this a lot. One thing we definitely agreed on is Armageddon situation is them starting two and four and then firing Cliff Kingsbury midseason. Which that I, would be a total. Yeah. Uh, you don't think it's gonna happen, right? I mean, you're. You're you're in with Cliff here because Steve Kime is continuing to double down on his decisions. And what are you going to do? Are you going to promote Sean Coogler to Vance Joseph? I don't know if you do with Vance Joseph. You know who Vance Joseph is as a head coach, and it's not pretty. I think if anybody yeah. has the most respect in that locker room, it's the you know run game coordinator, offensive line coach Sean Coogler. Why not? I mean, interim Maybe. head coach guys would just go. They would they would run in the traffic for that guy. I don't know. It's it's we're going to continue it obviously through this off season. Um, AJ Green, you, you mentioned it. You thought he can get back to a thousand yards. That's uh that's another interesting one that you threw in today. We didn't get to the cornerbacks room. Uh, Greg Williams, I was reading uh, on on his thoughts on this DB room just real quick. That you know obviously he's kind of glass half full, uh, but we'll we'll see. They added Tay Hayes, a guy who was an undrafted free agent. Also, I saw that the Cardinals have the worst. This is a new thing, the worst undrafted free agent class in the NFL. Isn't that what a waste Boom. of time? Whoever whoever put that together, <laughs> not not that it was reported on behalf of the Cardinals, but whoever is actually like going through and ranking undrafted free agent classes. I mean, yeah, not ideal, not <laughs> ideal for that to be a wheelhouse of yours. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even know who the best undrafted free agent class in the NFC West was, but, you know, the Cardinals probably wouldn't get it even if they had Probably San Francisco, you know? Yeah, San Francisco. I may as well just crown them. Yeah, the Rams. Just crown them. <laughs> they are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. Watch the uh, the interview. Listen to the interview with Zach Lynn. It was a fun one yesterday. We got to get uh, we got a couple interviews that we're going to have to get into with, you know, Chuck Harris. Find out what the hell happened. And also... Uh, Maybe talk to Ryan Cody and get his side of it. And as far as Cliff Kingsbury, I understand what he's saying. I do. I, I, I'm, I'm in a big belief that the jury is still out on Cliff Kingsbury. It's they're coming close to a decision, but I understand exactly where Ryan Cody's from. Uh, our guy from Twelve News. Also, we got to talk to Cam Cox. We got to see what Josh Weinfuss is up to. We just got a lot to do, and it's coming your way uh, very soon here on Locked On Cardinals. We appreciate everybody who listens and whoever follows on 